Welcome to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry. Araya is an Emmy award-winning TV show host, producer, director, author, and so much more. In 1999, Araya was told she would never speak again after having her left vocal cord nerve removed during cancer surgery. But against the odds and facing adversity head on, she found her voice, literally. And now she uses it to tell great stories of hope and inspiration to help motivate entrepreneurs to earn more, live more, and give back more. Now, let's get celebritized. Now, here's your host, Araya McGarry. Well, welcome back to the show. Get celebritized, everyone. I am your host, Araya McGarry. And today, I am really excited to introduce you to someone I've known probably over 10 years now, who is such an inspiration and mentor to me. And I had to bring her to you. She is a phenomenal, successful woman, humble as the day is long, precious, sweet, super successful. Did I say that? And I love giving women hope that there are powerhouse girl bosses out there making waves, making things happen, making their dreams come true, raising amazing children, having wonderful relationships, husbands, family. And I'm going to bring it to you right now. But first, I want you to know something about her. She is a multi eight-time Emmy award-winning news anchor and investigative reporter. She's a member of the Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority. She's a longtime Atlanta resident, well-known in the local television market. I have the honor and privilege to serve with her on the Southeast Emmy Award Board of Governors. She's also a prestigious and honorary trustee. She is a leader. She is all things, everything wonderful. She's also been on some TV shows you might have heard of. And we're going to ask her about how'd you get on those shows. So without any further ado, let's bring Karen Greer up to the show. Karen Greer, welcome. Oh, my friend, Aurea, thank you so much. Yes, I've known you for decades now. Kind of puts our age out there. Gosh. Seems like forever, but then it seems like yesterday at the same time. And you were one of the first people that, you know, reached out to me, smiled to me, just brought me in when I was a new baby, like 2009 or some or so, probably before, when I started submitting to the Emmys. I started jumping into television when I don't have a vocal cord nerve and I shouldn't be able to talk, but I just started doing it anyway. And you were always so kind. And I was like, wow, there's Karen Greer, but you never treated me like you were you know, some big celebrity, even though to me and so all of us here in Atlanta, you are such a big celebrity. So Can thank you for that. that. You've always been fabulous. Let's not let's not lose that. <laughs> yeah. um, and you are an inspiration to all of us as well. I mean, it's it's one of those, as we all say, never say never. Don't say you can't. You, you got to keep going and you got to reach for your dreams. And you've been a great, great uh, person to show that to all of us. So I thank you for all that you do. Thank you, Karen, so much. Well, you are a hugely successful woman in business. And my listeners and viewers love to hear the nuts and bolts that a lot of people skate over like, oh, I was here and I had a dream and now I'm here. It's that in the middle, you know, that what could have derailed you? Who helped you? How did you meet that person that helped you? So first tell us a little bit about where you are right now, because you've got a new job, you've been, you know, very successful. Tell us where you are and then i want to backtrack a little bit about how you got here 
man, after decades of being in this business and but no, for those who are looking and watching, you can maybe see the background behind me, a big number two. I am in Atlanta at WSB TV uh, on the wall. To my left is a big banner that says number one news team in the country. Woo! Privilege and an honor to be here with all of these amazing journalists. Um, I'm so excited. I, I, I kind of, you know, tremble as I talk about it because this is really a dream come true to be here. I, everybody has watched and known uh, this prestigious organization for decades. And I've worked at two of the other stations in town, which have also been great stations, great people. Uh, but this is really the pinnacle for me of my career. So I am so excited. And we're excited to have you because you were on the air on News Anchor for so many years. And that's how I knew you. It's like, you know, when you see those news anchors out and about, it's like, oh my gosh, there they are. And that's what you were to me. And then you weren't on and now you're back on. So tell us about what you're going to be doing this fall coming back on. And you also did some investigative reporting because you were doing some, some of those true crime stories. Which I love. I love. I will say, let me just start with, Aurea, that, you know, when I came here many moons ago, like three decades ago, I was at um, WGNX TV, which at the time was not a CBS affiliate. We were uh, just a station here in town doing a 10 o'clock newscast. I stayed there for 10 years. The station was bought. And, you know, it was interesting because uh, management, the new management, had decided they wanted to go in a different direction. But I hate to say they, they didn't tell me. Oh. Um, there was a woman who was an anchor nationally, Jane Robolo. A lot of people may remember her. Um, she called and talked to me. She was in New York doing CBS this morning. And she said, hey, your new bosses are here in New York talking to me about coming to work at your place. And I said, that's awesome because we were friends. I said, we're going to finally get to work together. She said, that's what I thought. And uh, they said, no, you're going to replace her. Oh, um, no. So that's my first thing uh, that I want wow. people and women to know. We've got to support each other. Had she not told me, I never would have known until it was too late. And don't you feel like that? Was, I would think back in the day that was more unusual for a woman to have your back. Because remember how they used to talk to us? I was in show business. Like, it's a cat fight and everyone for themselves. And exactly. look out. And for that to happen, I'm so impressed. Oh, she's fabulous to this day. Um, and she came in and she became the, you know, the anchor and they wanted me to stay and train her. And, and I said, you know, no, this is not what you want. Well, you can take any other job, you know, if you want to do mornings or if you want to do weekends. Well, to me, the writing was on the wall that you didn't appreciate what I was doing at that point. And they said, well, no, uh, Every station in the city has a black female and a white male. We want a white female and a black male. And I said, oh, okay. man. oh yeah, this was all oh. to my face. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 20, 20 something years old. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, so I called the news director then at um, 11 Alive. And I said, hey, do you have any jobs over there? And he said, jobs, you don't need a job. They'll never get rid of you over there. I said, well, you know, things are changing and um, I'd like to, to move. I may be out of luck in a couple of years. So he created a position for me. I It was awesome because I went to the bosses at 46 and just said, hey, I, I want to be released from my contract. Um, and I don't want to non-compete in here in case I decide to work again. Didn't give them an idea that I'd had a job okay. uh, lined up. So they let me out of the non-compete. I left the station on a Friday, 
was anchoring for Brenda Wood on Monday um, across the street. And they, I'm sure, were not very happy with that. But you have to take care of you is my second message to people. You have to be prepared. You have to think ahead. You can't be woe is me. You can't you know, be totally upset, which I will say I was. I just had a baby. I thought, what's wrong with me? Um, have I gained too much weight? And, you know, part of the story that, Aria, I like to tell women is one night after dinner, after I just learned this news, I went to a restaurant that was right up the street from the station on Barcliffe Road. And I was sitting there and I must have been looking very um, depressed, very um, just out on a river by myself floating. And this gentleman came up to me and he said, hey, he said, God told me to just come over and tell you everything's going to be okay. Oh my God. No, it doesn't seem that way right now, but you're going to be fine. 15 years from now, you're going to laugh at this whole thing. And I'm looking up at him going, I didn't ask for company. You know, I'm thinking to myself, but I loved the message. And he yeah. said, I'm talking to somebody on the phone that wants to talk to you. And she got on the phone and she said, this is just a step in the road for you. You are going to do great things. You are going to look back at this as just a step for your next bit of greatness. This is a breakthrough for you, whether you see it now or not. Mm -hmm. And then he, you know, I gave him the phone back. He went on to tell me he was there at the restaurant waiting to meet someone, hoping that he was about to have a breakthrough. He'd been trying to do um, some things and had lost all of his money, was living in his car. And he'd hoped this was gonna be the thing that changed his life. So I, I said, God bless you, I'm praying for you. Didn't see him again. He left. I left. We didn't exchange numbers. When I tell you it was 14 years later and I saw him on television talking about his life and what he was about to do and these new studios, it was Tyler Perry. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Drop Not everybody off. knows that story. but I've yeah. never heard that story. And um, Serious? I, I, I had never seen him anymore. I, I just knew his name was Tyler. He introduced himself, but I had forgotten about it. And my youngest child was Tyler. So I was just like, oh, that's cool. And then when I looked up in the newsroom and I saw his face, you got to think, I was, I was like, I know him. Oh my so I found God. a number, called him, said, I'm so happy and proud for you. Oh, my gosh. He's like, what are you doing? I told him. He said, didn't I tell you? I said, can I interview you? I need to come over and interview you. He said, absolutely. So we have remained um, acquaintances. Yeah. And, you know, he invited me to his big studio opening. Yeah, we saw that. That was awesome. You're there. Me and my daughter were like, she's with Tyler Perry and Beyonce. You it's, know, it's just right. a dream. It's a dream, you know. And, and I know for all that I have gotten, everything that has come my way, it is truly all God because it, it just, um. the fate. I love that you say that too. And you know, when you were at your, everybody has down downturns. And now I know everybody's going to rewind and replay this because now that you dropped the bomb and that was Tyler Perry. It's like, wait, what did she say? And they're going to go back and listen to the story again. But I love that, that you've had in these, these stories you're telling me, you've had women that have had your back. You've had a gentleman that's, you know, said, you know, God has a message and, you know, I'm here and you're here. And then you want your separate ways both to be successful. Sometimes people think we just come out like this. You just, oh, there you are interviewing Beyonce. You were at Tyler Perry's red carpet. Gosh, just a year or two ago, we're all like, wow, look at her. And we don't know these backstories, which is why I love bringing people like you on the show, Karen, to say, there's a backstory. I didn't just wake up and just end up on the red carpet. You know, I've had those downtimes. And when you told me just now about, oh, we need a white woman and a black male to do this. And then here you are as a woman, which I don't know if you heard yourself, you still were talking to yourself about, am I 
gaining too much weight? Why do women, we always go to that as well? You know, hey, I do that all the time. So an area is saying, it's flat out honest with you. So you're losing a job because of our looks. You can't change the color of your skin. And we're always trying to change our weight or our appearance for the job. Do they do that to men? Well, racism, yes, they do, but not the you know, the weight and the looks. So talk to the women, because I was this always something you wanted to do? And what is one thing? I know your faith is so strong, and I love that. But when that happened, they look you in the face, talk to the girls that are thinking, I'm scared for that to happen to me. Or what if that happens to me? What do you tell them to get through that when it looks like people are discriminating against you, whether it's a woman or minority or whatever it is? Well, it's so different today than it was, you know, back in our day. I will say first, I grew up, you know, south side of Chicago, only child. My parents always told me you can do, be whatever you want to be, which I loved. Um, I know my dad would you know, got the first video camera and he'd take me and we'd do newscasts and he knew that was my dream. Uh, we'd get a big box, you know, TV box and I'd be in it doing, you know, a newscast as an anchor because I grew up, you know, in Chicago watching, you know, some women, um, right. Asian women. Um, and then at the network levels, you know, a couple of black women, Carol Sawyer, um, watching Carol Simpson, I'm sorry, watching some women that look like me and I thought, I can do that too. Went to the University of Illinois, had a professor though who told me, you'll never, you'll never be a news anchor. You're too soft, you know, you're too this, you're too that. Um, I always think about what they said to Oprah. You're not right for television. Exactly. You know, we gotta and stop listening to people. I don't know why they listen. keep telling you that. And he came from CNN, so he thought he knew everything. Mm-hmm. I wish I could find him now, but um, I'm sure he knows who you are <laughs> <laughs> and what he told me. Um, and I was, I was just determined. It was great. I mean, I, I interned when I was in college at the NBC station or ABC station there, the number one station, Um, then got a job at the NBC station. Um, But I had gone home, I graduated, went home and was sleeping and relaxing, feeling good about my graduation from the University of Illinois. My mother knocked on the door one day, she goes, oh no, you're not gonna sleep uh, all day on this. You you have a degree, you're gonna get a job. And if you don't have a TV job, then you're gonna be a substitute teacher. She was an administrator in the Chicago public school system. So I had to go take the test. I was a sub. And when I tell you those kids ran over me, I knew teachers deserve so much more. No kidding. They really (laughs) do. Hardest job I'd ever had. And then the news director called me back and just said, hey, we got a job in Champaign. Come on back. I love it. I love it. So you stay determined, but you did whatever it took to make the living and maybe try a side, you know, a plan B. But that plan A was obviously your calling. So um, what is your biggest lesson then as people are thinking, well, maybe it's not going to happen. What is your biggest lesson to stay in the industry or keep that dream alive for anyone of any age, for any business they're looking to thinking, well, maybe it's not right for me. So many people told me no, or the jobs are scarce these days, whatever industry they're in. What would you say to them? Never give up, number one. Never say what you can't do. It's funny, I was just reading something on LinkedIn that someone uh, posted about how, you know, Oprah, how old she was before she became successful, you know, um, how old some people were and they kept getting slapped in the face and, and told, no, this was not going to work. You just got to keep persevering. I mean, I was in some of my deepest, darkest days um, at some of these points. Um, I, I, I left, went to Channel 11. Channel 11 was sold. Things were done there. Um, I was offered a new contract uh, after being there 15 years that was half. Well, let me just be honest, like 60 percent 
wow. less than what I was making. And I know that was, you know, it's the business of it. Mm-hmm. You can't be angry. You can't be upset. But I just knew I had two boys getting ready to go to college. And that just was not going to work for me. So leaping on faith, I, I just left. Um, didn't know where I was going, what I was going to do. And it was one of my darkest moments yeah. and one that I hated getting out of bed. I didn't know what was going on. And I didn't want my kids to see that. Right. But you, every day I would go to mass. I, uh, it was around Lent and I would pray and I would, you know, go through the church and, you know, sit at each one of the statues and say a prayer. It, it was a reawakening for me of what I needed to, to do in my life and that there was more here to do. Um, so at that point, I went back to CBS 46. They offered me a job to come back. Really didn't have anything, but they made it work. And that's the big thing I want to say to you. A lot of times you can look online for a job. There won't be a job. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to always the relationships. great relationships that you can pick up a phone and call someone. Um, and yeah, so I love that. Do- Got your also your very important relationship with God, and then your relationship with people. It isn't about looking in the classifieds anymore. It's about building those relationships, doing the right thing, like your friend did. Who you know, I'm sure she could call you for a favor any day of the week now, should something happen to her. Because the one thing you can count on working for other people, whether it's news station, whatever, is that things will change. Especially in this day and age, more than ever, nobody's working those 30 years at the same company getting the gold watch at the end anymore. You never know if you're going to get a pink slip, and everybody is vulnerable if you're working for somebody else. So resilience, I see, is so important and building relationships along the way. And I always say, be nice to the people on the way up because you're going to meet the same people on the way down. And we all... Amen. Yeah. Amen. And that's always been something, you know, I know you believe because I know how you are and I believe. I I just find it hard to, to work with these people who are, you know, rude and judgmental and you know, can't give you, you know, constructive criticism, but want to beat you down. I just look at those people and I just kind of smile. I've, I've, I've got to learn, though, my faces, my face tells everything. <laughs> right, it does. So I've got to stop just kind of going, are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> Mean people stink. And, you know, I try to give them grace and maybe they're having a bad day. But if it's an ongoing character trait, then I choose not to be around them as well. But I know you can't when you're working in a close newsroom and other places. But you always rise above. You attract such great people because you are great people. So before I get to your TV cameos and, and things people want to know about, which is so fun, because, you know, I know a lot of people watch that are in the theater mm-hmm. world and acting in very creative because I'm a right side brainer because and I attract right side brainers that want to entertain and be on the stages to do fun things and it's a tough business of course so but first I want to know all of this that you're telling us your faith your tenacity your kindness your building relationships your time with people like Tyler Perry and Beyonce and doing these red carpets because you built those relationships again you didn't just show up one day and oh I hope I get that job that was a relationship that was built and then there you are what lessons do you think or have you asked that your two handsome sons have learned and what do you think is poured over to them to make them the successes they are today? I tell you, I feel sorry for these boys because they've grown up in this business, both of them, um, in my belly as I was doing uh, these jobs. And it's funny. I thought they didn't like when people would come up to us at the table when we're out having dinner or when I'm taking them through, you know, uh, six Flags and people want to take a picture. I thought they probably hated all that. But my oldest son, Kyle, graduated from Wake Forest University, uh, is at Bounce TV. 
and oh, wow. he is in promotions <laughs> over there, which interesting note, Bounce TV is a partner here to WSB TV. So which is a partner of ABC, right? Family, which is a family mm -hmm. partner of ABC and Hulu and all of that good fun stuff. And so, he was with the Emmys, wasn't he? Was he the one that was with you at the Emmys? The older one, no. It was the younger the older one. one, no. It okay. was the baby who baby. just graduated from the University of Georgia in journalism. Ooh. And he is what we call um, multimedia journalist, which means he writes, shoots his own stuff. He's a reporter in Macon, Georgia. Look at them all following mama's footsteps. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, you think your sons are going to follow, you know, dad's footsteps. But look at the strong girl power right here. You're two amazing, handsome, smart. And they are so handsome and so smart. You all have to follow her. Google her. Watch her social media. What a great family. And your husband as well. And they followed mama in her footsteps. Yeah, he's in engineering and all that stuff. Those numbers, we just aren't good. <laughs> they got your journalism. I love that. I love that. That's so cool. You must be so proud that they're able to be in the business with you and you can mentor them and teach them as well. Very excited. And I know they've seen it all. They've seen yeah. the ups and the downs. So and it's funny, you were what you were thinking they didn't like, they they really loved and emulated. And I want moms to really hear that because whatever you're doing, whether you're working late hours being a teacher or a nurse, and you're thinking your kids are at home resenting it or whatever, and they grow up to be that teacher and that nurse because they hear those stories when you come home of the kids you helped or the lives you saved, and you're feeling guilty as a mom because you're gone out of the house, but your children might be seeing that wow, I love what mom does. Wow, mom's saving lives. Or mom's working with these kids. I want to be a teacher too. You know, and we're, we always see the bad in our stuff. Like, oh my gosh, the guilt is a mom. But our kids are seeing the other side. Look what mom's doing. And we're, so talk to your kids is my tip is ask them what they're feeling. Ask them what they like about what you do or what they don't like or if they have questions. And I love take your daughter to work day. Take your son to work day. Those things are so fun because they can really see where you are and put those times those hours away from them into perspective and say, oh, this is cool. Who knows? They may want to do it too. And your beautiful daughter is following in your footsteps really pretty much as well. I love that. I mean, I love events. She is, oh my God. Your kids are just amazing. Your hubby as well. I mean, just a fabulous family. So you are a great reflection of Thank you know, you. what we all hope to have. And, you know, it comes from, you know, I've had many, many guilty times when, you know, being when I was a single mom and just really make it with Angel. And she's seen it all. And now Alyssa coming up. And I've just had that attitude. Mary Kay Ash taught me this, you know, let them go through life with you. Life isn't going to be easy for them every day. And it's not going to be easy for mom. And instead of trying to be perfect and and there, who wants your mom there 24 hours a day, seven days a week anyway. So when you're out, you're trying to earn a living. That's good. You're showing them how to do that because kids do what you do. Not what you say is what I always say. And going back to talking about people that have achieved greatness later years, you know, Mary Kay Ash, I mean, an amazing woman for business. That business company has been in business 50, over 55 years. She didn't start that company, that huge network marketing company, whether you like it or you hate it. It's huge and successful and amazing for women. She started when she was 45 years old. And she had a very rough childhood. She's, you know, she was making soup at seven for her dad who had like tuberculosis. She did not have easy street. And I think of Mark Victor Hansen, whose Chicken Soup for the Souls books were denied dozens and dozens of times until he finally got the one publisher that said yes. Same with probably Harry Potter and all the things, all the people. And making it personal. I didn't win my Emmy Award until I had no vocal cord, told ne I'd never speak again. I was 48 years old, certainly wasn't a size two. I was balding during the show when I filmed it because of all the chemo and everything that happened to me. So I wasn't what I thought I needed to be. Young, cute, 
LinkedIn, a degree, none of that. And like you, Karen, just faith that God wanted me to tell these stories. I didn't even know there was an Emmy to win, but it all happened in God's timing. And just keep going one foot in front of the other, because I believe every woman and man is exactly what they need to be today to accomplish whatever God wants them to accomplish. And today might be an up day where you're on top of it, but it might be a down day. But that doesn't change your purpose and your legacy in your life. And with that, we've got to ask you a fun question. You was on Stranger Things. <laughs> And you've been on some other TV shows, too. So how do you do that? You're such a professional journalist. You do crime stories. And here you are. I'm watching TV. And I'm like, stop the camera. Stop the show. Pause. I think I saw Karen Greer. She is on Stranger Things. Because Aurea texted, did I just see you as everybody else? Bird from the Bird Show. And, you know, people are texting me the whole time. You you can't fool us in that 70s outfit. But truly, how do you do that? Some people want to break into show business. Is it again about relationships? I'm sure you don't have time to try out for that stuff. So what happened? Definitely. I mean, when my kids were, my boys were small, I had them signed up to an agency. They did some modeling and um, some print work and TV work. And their agent. Um, uh, who I love, Joy Purvis. Has oh, always Joy, been yes. Purvis. Very and well Joy, down here. I get a lot of calls for news anchors. You, mm-hmm. you think you want to do this on the side? Give me one of your headshots. And when I tell you I've done the show Savannah, I've done um, Season in Purgatory movies, I, she's had me working for years. And that Stranger Things was shot two years ago. Gosh, and and she, yeah, I mean, she'll send my send my headshot and they'll look at it. And right now in this business, you self-tape. So you tape at home, send it, never thinking you're going to get something like that. Um, and they pinned me. They wanted me. And I was on set one day and we knocked out my line. It was so much fun. And there's another one coming up pretty soon that we shot back then as well, a movie with... Um, uh, well, I won't say. There's something coming up soon, okay. and I don't know Tell when it's going to be out. And so it, it's fun to be able to just be you and be a journalist mm-hmm. in a lot of these things. Because and they mm-hmm. love me because they like she can do that one take because that's what I yeah. do. You know, exactly. having why would you get a journalist to be played journalist? Right. Having an actor do it, it's, you know, they don't know mm-hmm. that. Like, I'll tell them, we would do this or, you know, we would have it this way. And they're like, thank you. Great, great. Let's do it. So, yeah, it was it was kind of fun seeing it. I mean, people saw me before I knew it was on. Um, <laughs> so I'd call my mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's like, you can't hide from me. I see you. Because I, I figured, well, you would have told us. I sit on the Board of Governors with you. You think I would have known. You know, our Vice President, Mark Patet's always doing movies, always saying, oh, I'm up for this one. I'm up for that. So we're always talking about what's it's a big thing in Atlanta because it is the hub for movies and TV. One thing I love about it. And um, so and you hadn't said a word. I'm like, why didn't she tell us? I, I didn't know. know if it was going to be on the floor. I mean, I exactly. Just, I <laughs> you never know. You never know. Well, Karen, I really feel the theme and the thread of this. That I didn't know was going to be part of the story is you really showed us that above all, it's relationship building. So I really want the listeners and viewers to build relationships in your industry, whatever your industry is. Karen, you're a perfect example. You've got this industry. Now you have friends with agents. So, you know, if a, a part arises, you have something fun on the side. How fun is that? Um, do you still do the cold cases before we wrap up the show? I do. I'm actually, and let me just say, I didn't get into I'm here once again at WSB. I don't go on the air until September. 
Um, and because I had to sit out a non-compete of six months after leaving my last job. Uh, oh, okay. So I'll give you that little tidbit of information. So I've literally just started coming into the newsroom before I was, you know, out enjoying life and having that time off that you never have, right, when you're in this business, and it was wonderful. But I'm back in the building now, and I'm able to go shoot uh, some stories. I'm shooting one on Friday. I've got like four lined up for when um, I get to debut in September. So yeah, it's a um, couple cold cases. I won't say what, because your competitors yeah. will see it, you know, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. everybody in the country, and they'll beat me to my own stories. So, <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I've got a couple coming up so yeah i still love those you know those stories are just amazing they are you know i've definitely told you know we've got my dad's murder is a cold case it's not atlanta but he was murdered in 1977 it's never been solved shot three times in the head and multi-millionaire so we have to talk because maybe that'll be a cold case for you yes yes (laughs) we've talked about that and i will talk to cheryl it's an old one but you know you always think about that so i'm glad you're doing cold cases because there's always a family saying you know i wonder i wonder and when it's long gone and cold and nobody's thinking about anymore there's still family members that it will never go away you still wondering I mean, I will say I was really to get one family some some justice mm-hmm. and able to rest because um, we had the GBI do an age progression sketch of what this person. Ooh, was that's like. cool. And uh, we're able to get DNA done that wasn't done 20 years ago. Yes, a cousin three times removed from some of that genealogy stuff, and we were able to nail who this suspect was who brutally raped, murdered, shot up a 14-year-old girl in the head, killed her behind her apartments as she was going to school. Oh my God. Um, but the what? problem was, no proof. He oh. He had a um, sort of cancer. It was the Nicole Smith case. And her mom every year on her anniversary of her death would go to her graveside and say, we're gonna, we're gonna get justice for you, baby. We're gonna do it. And every year we would, you know, meet with her and, and try and get new leads. So we were able to do things that now 20 years ago are being, you know, done to help move these cases forward. And that's what I love about, you know, what's going on now. You know, yeah, now, now. I love, right. How exciting yeah. do you have to be able to go back? Who would think that you can now go backtrack and retroactive get some of those cases? Is that your favorite type of news piece to do? What's your favorite all time topics to do? I love those because it helps other families. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I still love entertainment stuff. I still love doing something because Atlanta is so entertainment oh, yeah. heavy. Um, but anything that helps um, a community, I love consumer things. I, I love whatever you give me. I'm gonna enjoy it if I get to get out in the community. I used to do those try before you buy it things. Those were fun, going to people's houses and trying out these things you see on TV. <laughs> Does that really work? Um, I just, I love it all. That's I, I love this business. Uh, we love you, and Atlanta loves you, and the the nation loves you. I know you're not just an Atlanta star. So many people know and love you. And like I said, I'll never forget my daughter because she adored you too. And when she said, "Did you see Karen Gray with Tyler Perry and Beyonce?" I need to touch her now because she touched Beyonce. Like it's like you're our family. Like how do we know our sister was over there and she didn't take us? It's so oh, much. Yeah, you, let me just tell you, Beyonce was so sweet. She, uh-huh. They were down eating like two levels down, and. Um, Mr. Perry said, let everybody eat and enjoy themselves. And I had taken my son and he goes, mommy, let's just go see. Let's go see Beyonce. Yeah, and you think? Like, let's go see and, and I said, do you mind if we take a picture with you? And she's like, no, come on. She was so sweet. Oh, and I love to hear that. 
Yeah. I love to hear that. And that was at the Tyler Perry studio opening, if y'all are wondering, here in Atlanta. What was it, like a year or two ago? Maybe two, because he, probably before the pandemic, because during the pandemic, he opened up his own hospital area. Really ran out so it's been like three years it's been a while wow, yeah. long three years what is before we close up because i'm gonna ask you my last question about that i always close up with but before we do that have, what was one thing you have learned from tyler perry and or beyonce some of the famous people that you know because i love hearing that in real life they're nice because you get so many horror stories and people that don't you know run with the celebrities or maybe listening to the wrong type of news or you never know what to listen to but they're real people and so many of them are nice so many of them nothing is true in the tabloids tell us something Thing. Tell some good news about like Tyler, Beyonce, or maybe a tip you've gotten that really resonated that came from somebody like that in a celebrity world. Well, if you just look at them, look at the people who are successful and look at their backgrounds, look at where they've been. And you know, Beyonce wasn't always just Beyonce. She was in a group, Destiny's Child, with some other women. A young um, girl singing in her hairbrush. You know? Exactly. So you never know. Um, you just have to believe in yourself. And for Tyler, it's the same thing. He was, you know, in his car. He was sleeping on friends' couches. He had run out of money, but he wasn't giving up on himself. And that's the thing. You, you got to really support you first, you know, believe in you. And uh, this job for me was all God. I wasn't looking. Um, I didn't call to try and get it. Um, I was contacted. And you look at your life and I could have tried to get a job over here and I had mm -hmm. years ago I called I interviewed for things and never were they available for me I like to call it a god wink right you've done all the right things yeah you've done all the right things to earn this position and then God just had opened the door at the right time so here we go you've learned your lessons you've paid your dues you're ready for this as it worked out my contract was up I didn't have to fight a contract you know never is it like that the timing is never that perfect so I know it was all the man upstairs and I pay homage I thank um and I try to continue to spread that word that you have to believe in something greater than yourself. It's not all about you. Mm -hmm. um, and you're not getting the things you get in your life because of you. Amen. This is all heaven sent and you need to appreciate it. You need to speak out about it. You need to um, just encourage other people that they need to believe and yeah. um, just I let everything that. else go. It's, it's, it's out of your hands. Yeah, let go and let God, Jesus, take the wheel for sure. Because, you know, I'm glad he's in control. He's the pilot, not the co-pilot of my life, because I don't want all that pressure. And uh, so I'm seeing, first and foremost, your faith has really helped you be successful and have a life and have love and have all the things, even when things are going bad, it kept you going. Resilience, never giving up building relationship, being a kind person, because I believe what goes around comes around. And God's timing is everything. God's timing isn't our timing. And what you just said with this job you have now reminds me of the TEDx talk that I just did. I wasn't looking for that. I never even thought I'd, I had a TEDx speech. Yeah, you were so fired up. I never looked at that. that was a God wink and it happened right before the pandemic we were supposed to go on the red dot May 2020 and the pandemic happened and it got shut down I'm like oh well that wasn't meant to be but I knew it was I just knew it was getting delayed then the following year they were going to do it via zoom I said you know TEDx is such a big deal I don't want to zoom this I want to walk on that red dot and I still had no idea what I was going to say I hired a speechwriter, but again I didn't seek it out out of 
self-doubt that I'm not a TED Talk speaker. I'm an inspirational speaker. I'm a TV show host type. What do I have that's a new idea? But God knew there was something that he was going to pull out. And I hired the right speech writer to pull out what was a TEDx story out of my life. And I memorized it. I didn't think I could memorize anymore after chemo wow. menopause. Chemo menopause. Like, do I still have a memory? <laughs> and it all worked out. And that was the God wink of the most amazing thing just happened a few months ago that I didn't seek out. So like your job here, when it's all meant to be, I was able to walk on the red dot. God and, and have that happen and to God be the glory for sure for Boy, sure what we always think is right for us what we always want is not always I thought that's a better idea I thought I was going to do a little show and tell good stories about nonprofits. God says there, you know there, here's an Emmy for hugging tigers and lions and bears oh my who knew so go for your dreams one foot and in front of the other be resilient and Aurea, that's the big thing now, is good news. People get sick of all the bad, sour news. You had a vision those many years ago, and guess what? That's what people are doing now. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad they are, because we need to be uplifted so much more. And I believe we still need the news. I watch, you know, I watch your newscast, WSB, every single day, so I stay updated. Because you know the one day I didn't watch the news was 9-11. Oh. And so I've never missed a news. I mean, I don't watch it all day. I've got to just make sure nothing is happening major. So I say, and then I go on with my day. But that was a day I didn't watch a news that one day. And my daughter's calling me from school. So that's always in me. I need to, and that's always WSB. I turn on my channel too. And I'm watching Fred. I'm watching George. and seem to be watching you. And I get my news. And I make sure, no, I'll pop it back on at noon and then at five, just to make sure. Because today's day, there's always something going on in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Things we need to know about safety wise and good news wise events the, all the things so karen it's been a pleasure i gotta ask you our last roundup question oh, it's a pleasure and it's funny for folks that are looking and you can see behind me yeah. it's a pretty empty newsroom right now it's because now with the pandemic most people are working out of the newsroom they don't come in they you know get their stories from you know on the phone when we have our first meeting and then they head out to their stories so we really don't see them they do all the, everything out in the field Oh my gosh, interesting, interesting. Well, that's the pandemic has changed a lot of things. So we're good. Well, what is your legacy, Karen, as we close up the show? Last but not least, what is your, how do you want to be remembered? I would hope people remember me as um, kind, very helpful, um, and always ready to lend a hand. Um, one of my, it's funny, I'm sitting right next to. Uh, person who she's not here now, but Lori Wilson was an intern with me. She was an intern at Channel 46. And when she was wrapping up her internship, she said, I, you know, I need a job. Where can I work? I was like, you know what? I still know the news director from my old station. Let me call her. And I called her. She started working there. Lori has gone on to have a fabulous career in Philadelphia. Uh, she is now the morning anchor here at WSB. And she's fabulous. I would want people to remember me as, as that person that was always there for everybody. And that that I, I never turned my nose up or said, you know, I can't help you. I, I just don't want to be that person. So I just hope people have kind things to say about me as part of my legacy. Well, that's already done. Done, done, and done. You are living a legacy. You are not done yet. We love you so much. You're so beloved. And thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule in the middle of the day when anything could happen in the news. And you said yes to me to come on here. Thank you. Oh, they're looking. Let me tell you. They're yeah. looking at me. What is she doing? <laughs> i down right at this moment in time. So thank you for that, Karen. Karen, I hope everybody looks you up. Google Karen Greer, WSB, CBS, but she's amazing. Uh, ABC, excuse me. WSB, ABC, 
You are going to be active news. I hope to see you all in the fall. All in the fall. Thank you, Karen. And from Get to Libertize, this is Ray McGarry over and out. Until next time, we love to help you earn more so you can live more, so you can give back more. This is Araya. God bless. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry. We hope this episode inspires you to earn more, live more, and give back more. To learn more about Araya, visit her website, arayamagarry.com. And make sure to follow her at Araya McGarry Productions on Instagram. And join her on Clubhouse at Celebritize Your Business. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast. Thanks again for listening to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry.